Welcome to the Little Man Big Mouth Podcast with me, Jonah. I'm a kid who loves sports. I can talk about sports every day, all day. Think you can handle that? Then stick around for today's show. In honor of baseball's opening day, we have two very special guests. The first is a friend of the show, Scott Moville, a former Mets prospect. The other one is Robert Carson, a former major league pitcher and current member of the Lexington Legends. But first, let's jump into some news. The strong get stronger in basketball with the top two NBA teams adding even more talent than ever. The Brooklyn Nets signed Blake Griffin and Marcus Aldridge to go along with the superstars of Durant, Harden, and Kyrie. Not to be left behind, though, the L.A. Lakers get Andre Drummond to add to Anthony Davis and King James. These two teams look like they are heading to the NBA Finals. Next in the news, baseball is back. While the stands are mostly empty and COVID already postponed games, the players are all hyped up for the start of the season. So take me out to the ball game and let's play ball. Strange news alert. Do you want a wireless mouse to go with your stapler? Well, customers at Good Fortune Burger in Toronto have tough choices ahead. In an effort to help customers get reimbursed for their meals, Good Fortune Burger in Toronto has renamed some of its items as office supplies. The restaurant's fortune burger is now called the Basic Steel Stapler, and Parmesan cheese fries will appear on a receipt as CPU wireless mouse. Calling the campaign Receipts, that's spelled R-E-C-E-A-T-S. They are even offering tips on Instagram to help customers Get reimbursed through work for their food. Director of Operations John Purdy said the restaurant just wanted an opportunity to put a smile on some people's faces and have them have a little bit of a giggle. Sounds to me like their plan will eat into the profits from quite a few other businesses. And that does it for the news. Time now to welcome back a friend of the show and our baseball expert, Scott Movio. How are you doing, Scott? Doing great, Jonah. Glad to be back on. I'm excited. So this week was opening day for baseball. What comes to mind when you think of opening day? Opening day. The best part of opening day was the fresh cut grass. The field's always in the best uh, condition it could be in. Unless you're in the major leagues, they keep it really nice. Um, But the fresh cut grass, the smell of the the grill cooking, um, just hearing all those throwback uh, 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 baseball songs that they play at the ballpark and getting everyone, you know, everyone crowding in. Your biggest crowd is typically open day and just that electricity that comes with it. It's something that I miss uh, every opening day. Yeah, well, was it, it might have been actually more strange this year because there wasn't as big of crowds in the baseball stadium. Yeah, but you know what I think the twist side of that is, is last year they're so used to playing with no crowds, 
So even if you put, like I was watching the Yankees and Blue Jays game, there was 10,000 fans there. That to them was probably enough, you know, just to have anyone watching them and, and hearing someone cheering and maybe even heckling them. They probably like that too, getting that <laughs> yeah. back in there. So, so speaking of a strange year, how will the players readjust to a full 162 game schedule after having a 60 game season? You know what? I think it's going to be something that at first, you know, throughout the first part of the season should be fine. But then you're going to see who really put in the work in the offseason to get their bodies ready. Uh, what organizations put more emphasis on uh, preparing their teams for the 162 game season? Um, I don't think it's going to be too unfamiliar for the players. Um, however, it's going to play a big part when it comes into to, uh, play for those teams that have to go the distance in 162 games. People who don't have, uh, um, who have an all-star at second base or the outfield or wherever it may be, now they have to rely on their secondary, which in a 60-game season, usually your stars can make it throughout the 60-game season and get into the playoffs and go from there. So it's going to put a little bit of pressure on organizations to maintain that, but I think the players are going to enjoy it. Okay, so... When you're talking about teams, what team do you think, what organization do you think is going to come out after the 162-game season? Um, you know what? I think the, uh, the depth and the pitching staff of the Dodgers, I think they're looking to repeat as much as I'd hate saying that. I'm not a big Dodgers fan, um, especially because they got one of my favorite pitchers who was on the Indians, Trevor Bauer. Um, but uh, I think the Dodgers are going to be that team that's that's looking to be in the World Series again. However, you know, when you look out west, I think the Dodgers and the Padres with Tatis, it, they're going to be some powerhouse teams. Um, when you look to the east, I think it's going to be a battle in New York. I think the Mets and the Yankees are going to be a big top-notch team. However, don't sleep on the Atlanta Braves and uh, Acuna Jr., um, if they can stay healthy like we were just talking about, I think the Braves are uh, in the mix as well. Got it. So you just talked about teams who we can watch. What teams do you think are going to fall down and crumble? Um, you know what? I always think uh, – I think the Angels are teams, you know, they, they built up a lot of people. They got some good all-stars on their team, but they're a team that always seems to fall every year. I think they'll, they'll take a little fall. Um, who else? Trying to think. I think the Astros, you know, they kind of snuck in last year, but I think they're going to fall. They made some moves, made some trades. They're not the same team as they as they once were. Yeah. And uh, obviously they're not the same team without uh, their shenanigans they were pulling as well. So um, I think they're a team, too, that might fall short that uh, people might think uh, should do better. Well, speaking of the Astros uh, shenanigans, yesterday the A's fans were holding up pictures of trash cans with bang, uh, <laughs> banging on trash cans. Will this keep happening every game the Astros play? You know what? I think that's up to the Astros. If the Astros feed into it and they make remarks, uh, post-game speeches about how fans were treating them, I think it's going to fuel the fans to continue it on. Um, it'll fizzle out throughout the season as the season goes on. Um, however, uh, they brought that upon themselves. And I think it's going to be something that they have to overcome early on mentally um, to block out that noise. Um, but again, they brought it on themselves and they might have a tough start to start the year and might not be able to recover from it. 
or they might be able to just tune it out and be professionals about it and not care about the fat guy with the hot dog in his mouth with a trash can shirt. <laughs> so, uh, so uh, it's up to them to overcome that. Earlier, we were talking about the Dodgers and how the staff and the pitchers are amazing. Who is the best, pit, best pitcher on the team? Because Clinton Kershaw is decent, but he sometimes crumbles. Who is the best yeah. pitcher? You know, I think you hit the nail on the head there, and he did redeem himself, Kershaw did, because he was that guy that always made it to the playoffs and then show up. Uh, he showed up last year, but you got Trevor Bauer on your team. That guy, I mean, his repertoire, Jonah, and the, the pitches that he has in his back pocket uh, mixed in with his attitude on the mound. If you want to talk about who has the biggest confidence um, on, on the mound, Trevor Bauer is the poster child for confidence. And um, – He's just got great stuff. You know, hitters fear him, and he's not just a physical guy. He, he mentally is a very smart pitcher and approaches his games um, in a very uh, strategic manner. So I say he's going to come out as one of the top pitchers in that staff for sure. Got it. So we just talked about one of the best pitchers for the Dodgers. Who, what players will break out this year in, in all teams? In all teams. Oh, man. Well, you know what, who comes to mind for me and you, I mean, he's been in the league for a couple of years now, but I think players can have breakout years, even if they've been in the league for three, four years, um, Vladimir Guerrero jr. Look for him. I think to be as your breakout guy this year, he's been in the league for a couple of years, but people forget that even though he's a big monstrosity of a guy, he's only 22 years old and he's been in the league since he was 20. So I think with him maturing and getting that experience, um, I think you're going to see Vladimir Guerrero Jr. start giving Judge and uh, Stanton a run for their money in the long ball this year. So look yeah. for him. Mark my words on that one. <laughs> you got it. <laughs> so let's talk about more players. Fran Fran Francisco Lindor and Tatis Jr. Will they live up to the monster contracts the Mets and the Padres gave them? <laughs> You know what? I think they will. You know what? I'll, I'll go ahead and double down. I'll say I know they will. Uh, Francisco Lindor, I followed him. I'm a big Cleveland Indians fan. Um, seeing him, you know, bring that electricity to the to the Cleveland team and the players and the fans. Um, I just think he's a young, loving guy who just loves the game so much that there's no way he's going to uh, not outwork everyone on the field and, and in the league. And him and Tatis are kind of the same players. They're young. They're fun. They bring electricity to Major League Baseball that Major League Baseball has been seeking. And even if they don't live up to the numbers side of things in their hitting and fielding, they bring uh, good electricity and they're good clubhouse team players. They make everyone uh, bring their A game. So that alone is worth their contract just to be a good, good teammate and uh, bring that sort of uh, demand for pr uh, production on their teams. Okay, so look for them. There's like hitting home runs or are we going to see them? I think a few times. I think you'll see um, Tatis just start right off where he left last year and he's going to be electric. I think you got to look for Lindor um, being in the New York Mets organization, the pressure of the media. Um, there's over like a hundred some papers in New York. I think for uh, Francisco Lindor will feel that pressure. However, I think eventually he'll grab the torch and him and DeGrom will find a way to share that torch in New York. And, uh, I think I think they won't fall flat. They may have some ups and downs, but they'll 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 be either um, they'll they'll plane out or they'll be above average throughout the rest of the season. Okay, 
I'm trusting you right now with all this information. <laughs> and I'm trusting you. Um, really trusting you. So yeah, go ahead. From defense to offense to pitchers to batters. Let's go back to pitches. Who right. has the best pitching staff in baseball? Hands down, the Dodgers. You look at their pitching staff, unbelievable. I mean, the guys they have running through that rotation and their, and their bullpen, I think the Dodgers are going to be the most feared. And uh, not that I just because I played in the Mets organization, but I think the Mets are right there behind them with Syndergaard and DeGrom. And uh, the, the pitching staff that they have is, is good as well. But I think your Dodgers are your best bet when it comes to uh, the best overall pitching staff and capability in the league. What do you okay. think? You agree? Uh, I agree a little bit. All I right. Mean, I like it. There's a lot of good pitchers. Like the Yankees have get Cole, he, who's a great pitcher. Yep. I, there's uh, the Rockies of Aaron Nolan, who's a good pitcher. Really good pitcher. So, but yep. like, uh, overall, the Dodgers have the best pitchers and pitching staff in the league. Yep. If they can stay healthy, that's the biggest thing. Yes. So, uh, if you could play for any team today, who would it be? You're seeing it right on my hat. I, I go for the Cleveland Indians. Uh, well, they're the Cleveland baseball team now, uh, so they'll soon not be the, the Indians or the tribe. But uh, I grew up an Indians fan. I remember going to the ballpark on opening day. My high school team used to play our rival high school in, uh, it was Jacobs Field at this time. So I'm everything Cleveland sports and I've always dreamed of playing for them. And I don't know if I told you on my last interview, but I almost had a trade my first season with the Mets. The Mets were looking to do a big trade with the Indians for Paul Bird. I don't know if you remember him. And a couple other guys, and they were – my name was in the mix to get traded to the Indians, and I was like, please, please, please. Oh. But uh, it never it never happened. But I would go for the Indians 100%. Okay. So you're a big Indians fan, Indians all the way. Yeah. So even if you're an Indians fan, what name would you say the Indians should choose for the team name? You know what? This is a tough one, Joan. I've talked to my friends back home and my family about this one. Um, I'm not a big fan of the Cleveland baseball team. It's kind of like the Washington football team. It just seems very dry. Um, there have been talks of calling, bringing their old name back, the Cleveland Spiders. Um, but I think I like the, the, I think they have one called the Cleveland Municipals they were thinking about. And that was an original name for them as well back in the day. I think, don't quote me on that. But I think bringing some back, uh, some names like that uh, from back in the day would be the most um, appropriate. But please, not the Spiders. <laughs> I don't think Spiders have any business being on a hat or a jersey in baseball. <laughs> so um, it's something, something along those lines. Well, thank you, Scott, for that preview of this year's season. We'll have you back later to get your predictions for the season. Sounds great, Jonna. Now it's time for Perfect 10, Sports Trivia with an Attitude. We have two contestants who go head-to-head, -head, 10 questions, with a special tiebreaker in case of emergency. Each contestant will shout out their name as a way to buzz in. They are playing for pie, not prize. But if one of them manages the ultimate feat and get a perfect 10, 
all 10 answers right, they will win a prize of a lifetime. Let's meet our contestants. In this corner, we have our reigning champion, Will. Oh, hi. And in this corner, we have Lily. William, Lily, are you ready to rumble? Yes. Yes. Okay, time for our first question. What is the name of the line that offensive players cannot cross before the puck in hockey? Anybody? The answer was the blue line. Our second question. The cross players use sticks of varying lengths. Which player have the longest ones? Nobody at all. The answer was the defenders. Number three. What is the ball called in hockey? Uh, Lily William. Puck. William. Lily. Puck. Yes. Now Lily is up 1-0. The fourth question. The final four is this weekend with Baylor, Houston, and UCLA, and Gonzaga. Which of these teams has won a NCAA basketball championship before? Will. Will. Gonzaga. No. Lily. Lily. UCLA. Oh, that is so correct. Lily mm. is winning 2-0. Oh, come on. on the the fifth question. Which team sold Babe Ruth to the New York Yankees starting a 100-year curse between the between World Series wins? Oh, Will. Will. Chicago Cubs. No. I know this one. Hold on, hold on. Dang, Lily, do you want to take a guess? Five, um, four, three, two. Oh, Lily, Lily, Lily. Um, Red Sox. That is correct. Oh, Lily man. is winning three to zero. Yep. We're on wow. the sixth question. Clay Thompson and this player make up the Splash Bros from the Golden State Warriors. William. Will. Steph Curry. That is correct. Will is losing three to one. Lily is winning. Our seventh question. Name one NFL player who won the NFL MVP and also won a Heisman Award. Oh. Lily. Lily. Tom Brady? No. Will, do you William. Lamar yes. Jackson. That is correct. Lily is winning 3-2. On the eighth question, name one of the triple crown races in, in horse racing. William. William. Kentucky Derby. That is correct. They are tied now. Question number nine. Which team has the first pick in this year's NFL draft? William. Will. Jacksonville Jaguars. That is correct. Will has taken the lead. Will, you have to tie, tie him on this one. Who was the first female replay booth official in the NFL? Come on, guys. This was my last guest on the show. Five, four, three. Lily, do you have an answer? Two, one. Are you guys kidding me? It's Terry Valenti. I, I would have never guessed that. She was my guest. 
it pays to listen to the show. Will, you barely won. Congratulations. Nice job. Thank you. Nice win, Will. One more and you'll be a perfect 10 champion. Think you can beat the champ? Then email me at littlemanbigmouthshow at gmail.com. My special guest today is Robert Carson, a former major league pitcher and current member of the Lexington Legends. How are you doing, Rob? I'm good, Jonah. How are you today, man? Thanks for having me. Good, good. So when did you first fall in love with baseball? Oh, man. Um, I would have to say around the age of five or six, I, I think I got interested in the game and I picked up on it a little bit. Um, and probably like seven or eight, I like fell in love with it. And I knew right away that it's something I wanted to do for um, a long, long length of time. Um, and when I first started out, I was terrible. I was very, I was bad. Um, um, but, you know, I had a real good supporting group. My mom, my father, you know, my father um, who kind of pushed me and told me that, hey, you could do anything you want. Just put your mind to it. So I stuck with it and I started going to camps, you know, training with other coaches, with, with guys that I was playing with that was a little better than me. And I kind of started seeing myself develop and get better. So you said you started getting interested in it at five. What other mm -hmm. sports did you play as a kid besides baseball? Um, Growing up, I... Joan, I, I did a little bit of everything, you know, man. I did, uh, you know, as a regular kid, a, a young boy growing up, I played football, basketball, um, kickball, a little bit of everything. You know, I just love, I like sports and I love to be active. Um, and then, like I said, around five or six, I kind of just started getting a little more interested in baseball and just like love that game with that one-on-one -on -one and the strategy and all that stuff. What was your favorite player growing up? My favorite player all the time is King Griffith Jr. I mean, I think every kid wanted to be like sweet swinging Griff, Griff, you know, so King Griff Jr. my favorite player. Well, can you tell my audience, what was it like about your draft experience? How did you get into the major leagues? <laughs> it's so crazy, Joe, you know, um, I, I tell the story a little bit, you know, to people, I, I didn't think I was gonna get drafted. Um, I came out of high school, graduated, got drafted 2007 out of high school, 14th round by the New York Mets. Um, but it was it was nail body. It was it was very nervous, nerve wracking. Um, everything you could think of as a high, eighteen year old kid coming out of high school, waiting to hear your name called or to be drafted. Um, I actually dropped down the board a little bit because back then when I was coming up, MySpace was a big thing. And for some reason, I don't know why I had a Mets background on my MySpace at the time. But they called me around round seven. You know, I was like, hey, Carson, you know, we was gonna take you here, but you kind of got some stuff on your MySpace and we they kind of get me to get took down. So it dropped me seven rounds, but it was just a blessing, man. I was just so honored and grateful and humble because it was just an opportunity that I always wanted to do was play professional baseball. Yeah. So what was it like when you got out into the field when your first Mets game? Man, <laughs> I remember like yesterday, we was in Toronto, we was getting blew out. Uh, it was like 13-5. Um, John Nee started the game. He didn't have one of his best games, which Johnny is an incredible pitcher, but he didn't have one of his best games. It was just one of those days uh, Toronto came out swinging the bats. It was down 13-5, and it got to the bottom of the six, and they called down. It was like, hey, Carson's got the next inning no matter what. And, Jonah, when I tell you my nerves and arms and hands started sweating, it was it was nerve-wracking. Um, but I took the ball, got loose, ran out to the field, kind of soaked it all in, took like maybe three or four steps out of the bullpen just to like – like, I'm here. Like, this is the big leagues. I got to the mound, and I'll never forget Daniel Murphy was at second base. He just came up to the mound. I was like, hey, Cars, 
I play with you coming through the minors. Just do what you did there, man, and just get out. So that's it. And they, like, calmed my nerves, and I went on to go and get a one, two, three inning. Wow. Wow. It's a great start to start your career. Yes, sir. So what's your favorite memory for playing with the Mets? I got to say getting that call, man. It would have to be getting that call from double-A uh, Pedro Lopez, my manager at the time, him calling me in the office and telling me, hey, man, you're going to the big leagues. And I was like, man, stop joking. man, Stop playing. What's up, Pilo? I know it's something else you want to tell me. He's like, no, kid, you got the call. You're going, going up. And I just remember just like going outside immediately, calling my mom and just like breaking down, you know, because it was just like a, a great moment, you know, because, you know, all my hard work that I've worked so hard for was like paying off. So it, it had to be that moment I got that call or get called up. So... I can see with your Aaron Rodgers background, you like football. But yes, sir. Are you still involved with baseball today? Um, yeah, I, I, I am. I, um, I took last summer off, um, and crazy, the pandemic thing happened, but I was taking a year off anyway, stepped back from ball just to kind of get my mental right. And I, I got a four-year-old little girl, so just spent time with her and stuff like that. So I'm going back this year. I'm actually going to the Atlantic League. I just signed with the Lexington Legends in, uh, out of, in Lexington, Kentucky. So I'm going to get ready and leave there in like a few weeks, headed out there to spring training. Mm, that's exciting. Yes, sir. What was it like in a baseball clubhouse? Oh, man, John, it was crazy. The first time you're walking in with 250 guys who's at where, you know, their rightful place they're from, there was the man, it was good. So just coming into a clubhouse, professional clubhouse where you got 250 guys that's on the same level as you is crazy, man. But it, it's, it's a blessing, too, in disguise because, you know, it just shows you that it kind of teach you humbleness, too. You know, like, hey, it's, you're not the only guy that's as good. You got uh, over 200 guys that's on the same level as you. So it was nerve wracking, too, but it was a humbling experience, too, you know, just to walk in that professional clubhouse. Yeah, I remember it was. And um, so there's a lot of baseball players who's got clubhouse nicknames. Have you ever had a clubhouse nickname? Oh, man, Joni, you got all the good questions, man. You've been doing your research. Um, no, yeah, I do. Um, I got a few. I just throw a few at you. Uh, Bobby C, Mississippi, um, Black Rob was like the one. Um, and it was just like a little thing, you know, just it was fun, you know, for the guys and stuff like that. But Bobby C, Big C, Carson, Big Country, just to name a few. <laughs> so uh, can I ask you an age old question? Is it harder yes, to be a hitter or a pitcher? <laughs> Oh, man. Um, I don't even want to sound modest because I am a pitcher. I think they both have their pros and cons. I think they both hit hitter or pitcher have pros and cons. I just think you shouldn't – neither side should give in to either side. Nobody should give the other side too much credit. But pitching is tough. But hitting is, is also hard. So I, I, I'm about right there, Joan. I know there ain't anything else you're looking for, but it's just tough because they're both hard. They're both hard. Got it. So – if you will become a, a professional baseball player today, what team would you go to? Atlanta Braves all day. Atlanta Braves. That was my dream team. Um, I'm Like I said, I'm going back out there this year to go in and try to compete again and see what happens. But Atlanta Braves, man, that's like my dream team. Like if I had one wish, that would be just to play. It could be half of a season, but just like a, a, a game or two with the Atlanta Braves. So what would you know? now about sports that you wish you had known as a kid oh man um reputation just reputation would be one of the key things just rep rep out just constantly uh, perfecting your craft getting better at whatever it is that um you're you're doing 
So repetition, more repetition. Repetition. Thank you so much for being my guest today. I And I ask every guest to take a short rapid fire quiz. Oh, are okay. you ready? I'm ready. <laughs> I think I'm ready as I can be. Let me get my brain right. I'm ready. Go. Let's go. Marvel or DC? Marvel. Cats or dogs? Dogs. Star Wars or Star Trek? Ooh, Star Wars. Being inside or outside? Outside. Car or motorcycle? Car. Chair or couch? Couch. Football or football? Football. Pool or beach? Pool. Netflix or Amazon Prime? Netflix. Hot dog or hamburger? <laughs> Hot dog. Nice job. <laughs> and final, but finally, my listeners yes, really want to know what is your highest score in bowling? My highest score in bowling? Wow. I, I, um, I'm probably a 150, 175, 180 bowler. That's pretty good. It's not too shabby, not too shabby, Jonah. Yeah. Well, thank you for, so much for your time. It's been so much fun talking with you. Likewise, Jonah. Rob's going to stick around and Scott Mobile is going to come back for our next segment. Now it's time for Stick by Your Picks, brought to you by Brooks Burgers, one of the top 10 burger places in the USA. Brooks has been voted the number one burger in Florida. My favorite is the donut burger. It is absolutely amazing. Support the business that supports us and make this podcast possible. Visit one of their four locations in Southwest Florida and tell them that the little man with the big mouth sent you. Normally, Gable and I make our picks and stand by them no matter what happens. These are ironclad picks. Today, we are going to remake our picks for the baseball season and get picks from our special two guests. Our attorneys have asked us to tell you they should not put your house in our picks. These are for <laughs> entertainment purposes only. Announcer, what is the first category? Which playoff team from last year will fail to be in the playoffs this year? We'll start with the home side, Jonah. I think the Miami Marlins will fail to make the playoffs. They only made it because it was a 60 game season. Now it is longer, so they will fail and miss the playoffs. Okay, I disagree with you. I think the Chicago Cubs who missed the playoffs last year when they made the they made the wild card last year, but they got swept by the Miami Marlins. Turning it now to our guests. Scott? Scott, you go first, man. Oh, you know what? I think uh, you know, I think the Astros aren't gonna be making it in the playoffs this year. Everyone was high on them last year and, and kind of want them to fail, but I don't think the Astros are going to make it in this year. They're not going to last. Oh, man. I'm going <laughs> – I'm going to feel bad about this, but I'm going to go Brew Crew. I'm going to say the Milwaukee Brewers will come up short. I just got a feeling that the pitching staff and bullpen and rotation won't hold up. They didn't make a lot of moves for us pitching, but I think I'm going with the Brew Crew. I think the Brew Crew go fall short this year. Wow, strong predictions. <laughs> Announcer, what is the second category? Who will win the MVP award this year in the American League and National League? Oh man, it's a tough one. Who better Rob first this time? Oh, me first. Wow. Oh, it's crazy because I've been keeping up with everybody, all the transactions. Man, um, I'm gonna go American League first. Um, 
I don't want to give the obvious because he's always the top every year. I mean, Trout is always up there, but I'm going to go with a new face. I'm going to go Tim Beckham, a surprise pick, the Chicago White Sox. I think he's going to have an MVP caliber year for AL. And the NL, I'm staying with the home team. I'm going my young superstar, Ron Acuna Jr. from the Atlanta Braves. Scott, your turn. Uh, I'm going to go with Francisco Lindor for uh, National League. And I think American League, oh, man, this is going to be tough. Mm. I don't know, American League. Uh, Jose Ramirez from the Indians. Mm. I go with my Indians guy. He's he's a big guy. He's going to be hitting a lot of home runs, and his defense is is all-star, so I'm going to go with him. You guys are forgetting one guy, Fernando Tatias Jr. That's the NL and Mike Trout. He he's always up there. So AL Mike Trout. Awesome. Yeah, I got you. Uh, for my American League MVP, I'm gonna have Shohei Atani from, mm. from the LA Angels, and then for the National League, I'm gonna have Juan Soto. You've been watching. Uh, you've been watching his spring training. Uh, yeah, guy from the yeah. Angels. Yeah, he he's he he's been crushing. Yeah. Yeah. Crushing the ball. Announcer, what is the third category? Who will win the Cy Young Award this year for the NL and AL? I'll go first. Uh, for the AL, Garrett Cole from the New York Yankees. And from the NL, Kevin Gossman. He's new. Mm, he's nasty. He's going to come in. Okay. Uh, for the American League, I think it's going to be Lucas Giolito, who threw a no-hitter last year. And for the National League, I think it's going to be Evan Nola. Mm-hmm. Uh, Scott, you can go first this time. I got, I'm going with you too, Jonah. I got Garrett Cole. And how can we forget about Jake the Snake DeGrom? Guy's throwing 100 miles an hour as a starter. If he can maintain that over six, seven innings, who's going to touch him? Yeah. So I got, those are my two guys. Man. Joan, I'm going to go the same pick with the AL. I think Gary Cole is filthy, just straight disgusting. I'm going Gary Cole AL, and I'm going to second Scotty again, man. I think Jake DeGrom will go back to back to back. Cy Young, man, he's filthy, man. So I'm going to go with the DeGrominator, man, for the NL. Wow. So, announcer, what is the fourth category? Which teams will make the World Series, and who's your pick to win? Gabe, you want to go first? Sure, I'll go first. <laughs> For the National League, I'm going to have the Braves going to the World Series. And for the American League, I'm going to have a sneak pick, the Minnesota Twins. Ooh. But then I'm going to have the Braves win it all. Ooh. Well, I got to go with F- Fernando Tatis Jr. Uh, with San Diego, San Diego and the Yankees with Garrett Cole. But I think... Tatis Jr. will beat Garrett Cole in this matchup. All right, I'm going to go in and step in, Scotty. I'm going to go National League. I mean, you got to go to defending champs, man. I mean, they stacked up. We're giving uh, Trevor, and they got some good – I'm going to go with the Dodgers in the National League and American League. Man, it's it's a pretty tough one, but I'm going to go with the Yankees, man. I think they're going to get back there to the promised land, and I'm going to go with the Dodgers repeating back-to-back, back-to-back. Scott? Uh, Rob and I think alike, you know, I, I told you before the Yankees are going to be in the mix. They're going to be battling the Mets mm-hmm. throughout the, the season. 
Um, and I also told you that the Dodgers have the best pitching staff in the league. So I got the Yankees and Dodgers, and I think the Dodgers are out through the Yanks as much as I told you before. I, I'm not a big fan of the Yankees, but you asked me my, my bold predictions and what I truly think will happen. However, Gabriel was uh, – I think Gabriel's on to something. I told you earlier on in my interview that don't sleep on the Braves this year. If they stay healthy, they are a team that could be in the mix. Don't, so don't sleep on them. But, uh, I say the Dodgers are going to repeat with that pitching staff. Announcer, what is the fifth – category in a league where it's go big or go home who will have the most home runs this year i'll go first the new york city mets will have p alonzo hitting all those nice this is a little basic but i'm i think aaron judge is gonna win the home runs award this year okay i'll step in um i like those picks uh, John and Gabriel, but I'm going to go back with the hometown kid, man. My favorite team I'm going with, number 13, center fielder, Ron Acuna Jr. He's hitting 41 this year. He's going to win home run in, in this year. He's hitting 41 homers. Oh, I brought up his name earlier, too. I said he's going to be the leader for the Braves, Rob. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know what? I'm I'm going with my sleeper pick. You told me who was going to have a breakout season. I'm going with Vladimir Guerrero Jr. He has some of the top highest exit velocities, yes. and he is now two years mature in the league. I'm telling you, look for him to hit some monster home runs this year. Now, finally, our last category is... With only 5,000 fans allowed per game, will the Miami Marlins sell out at least half of their home games this year? <laughs> I mean, I got to go with yes, even though they're going to be terrible. I, I, I got to go with yes, because Miami, Miami people are just going to be there. <laughs> I, I agree with you. They are going to sell out most, almost all of their games, because in 2019, their lowest seat game attendance was over 5,000 fans. Yeah, I'm in there, too. You can put me in the Yale boat. I agree. Um, I think they will sell out half of the games, given the pandemic uh, constellations of, of the of fans in the stadium. So, yeah, I'm going to say yes. I'm going to say yes. Yeah, I agree. I've been to a couple Marlins games. Um, they do a good job of doing family packs and making it fun and interesting. If they can't put 5,000 people in the stands, then they got to just tear down the stadium and build an aquarium or something. <laughs> <laughs> but that does it for stick by your picks thank you robert and scott for being on with us no problem jonah no problem thank you adam and gabriel thank you guys for having me on man and keep going with this show man this is real big this is awesome keep doing what you're doing man welcome thank you thank, thank you. you guys thanks for having me i had so much fun talking with scott and rob they were amazing guests i can't wait to have them on again now, what would sports talk be without lists? Bupkis. So here is my list of the day. Top five names for the Cleveland baseball team. Number five, the Cleveland Spiders. Yes, it is a classic, but who wants a spider on the field? Number four, the Cleveland Eries. They are, they are on Lake Erie, but the name just sounds weird. Speaking of the lake, Number three on my list are the Cleveland sell-offs. What does that stand for? Stop asking if the lake is on fire. Number two, the Cleveland Major Leaguers. They can tap into the fame of the movie and get fans excited again. And my number one is the Cleveland Rockers.
We will, we will rock you. Rock you. All right. That does it for this edition of the Little Man Big Mouth Podcast. Check out our next episode when it drops. Until then, see ya. Follow us on Instagram at Little Man Big Mouth Show. You can find the Little Man Big Mouth Podcast on your favorite podcast provider. Listen, rate, and subscribe to let others know how much you enjoy the show. This has been a Hefeweizen Podcast production.